It's been a blue, blue day. I feel like running away. I feel like running away from it all. My love has been untrue. All right, gents. Let's do the damn thing. Um, anyone need any anything else? We all good? Could you just say um, good good luck out there? We're all counting on you. Like a leg champ or something? Yeah, just like, you know, just a bit of motivation. Just sort of make us feel right. better about this whole thing. Yeah, all right. There comes a time mm. where you have to just dig deep, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And out there on the court where the court? we do our... Out, out there on the court where we play our mean ball, I want you guys to be breaking ankles. I want you to be dunking slams. And I want you to be open at least like there's no tomorrow. Can I get all your hands and feet and tongues in? Uh, come on. Uh, all right, you're not doing it. Uh, <laughs> go team on three, two, one. Team. Good, uh, good, yeah. good team. Yeah, that helped. Um, a little a little more basketball oriented than I was hoping for, but um, oh, okay. I do still feel uh, motivated and refreshed. Ladies, gentlemen, and our friends between and beyond, thank you for taking the time out of your busy days to join us for another episode of Hook Cooks. Tonight, in the Kitchen of Creativity, we'll be asking some difficult, uncomfortable, and deeply personal questions about which one of us thought it would be hilarious to put mint lollies into all our mince meat. I'd also like to take a moment at the top of the show to cue my co-hosts, who are also here and should introduce themselves properly following this cue, which I have now given. Thank you for the cue very much. It's very helpful for me. My name is Dishbot. Tonight I will be playing the role of Jack. And uh, do you not like, just asking for a friend, do you not like it when the mint is in the mints? This is one of those, again, you've just kind of slipped up uh, very slightly. <laughs> is that for, not for a friend I said I'm asking? For a friend. You don't like the mint in the mints. My, my friend will try and avoid that in the future. That's important stuff, and a great to hear. You're learning, growing, evolving every day. I'm Connor, your larder critter. I've been trying my hand at fly fishing, but I can't catch any of the little buggers. Mitch <clears throat> liked that one. I did. I did like, did that, like that one. That one? Right. <laughs> That's a winner for me. I am excited, as always I am, to dive in and take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer, Vinny, turn it into a creative scene, uh, a bit of a world to build around that. Um, I uh, would love if the listener would send us a prompt on through, a little after night's request. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Smoky request to the listener to send through a smoking hot prompt at at cooksofhooks at gmail.com or send that through to at hook underscore cooks. Now, I am very excited. I've been looking forward to this all day. I uh, am blind as always I am. I don't know what the prompt is. I'm on tenterhooks. Would one of you please uh, reveal to me tonight's prompt? I'll I'll take this one. The prompt this evening, uh, our dear Lycrita, is... Gnarled 
ashes. Ooh. Hmm. Gnarled ashes. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of, there's a lot, a lot oh, yeah. of kind of yucky. Gristle to that one. Grisly yeah. kind mm. of, kind of well. grit to this one. All right, well. What was your first thoughts? I want to hear your best before yesterday's, your first submissions. Mm. The, the, the first thought, worst thought. What have you got for me? I can lead us off. Go for you, it. If you'd like. Um, yeah. Just the one. And that is Tony Hawk's Ashes. Yeah. Because they're not gnarly. They're not gnarly anymore. <laughs> they, were, anymore. They, were they were at one point gnarly, one point which gnarly. means they're gnarled. <laughs> they're yeah. gnarled now. You know that's um that's funny. Uh I'm going to roll right into my husband <laughs> yesterday. <clears throat> good, good, Gnarled good. ashes what we will be scattering at Gnarls Barkley's funeral. Hashtag <laughs> taken too soon. Hashtag that does make you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say in this instance great minds really yeah, do think alike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, you're both operating at a very high wavelength, which is fantastic to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. How about the both of you tell me what you've done with the prompt? What's your meat and potatoes? What are your real submissions? Lay it on me. Gnarled ashes. In its heyday, Spookington Falls was the center of all scaretacular activity in the world. Ghosts and ghouls, skellies and scoundrels used to romp through its streets, terrorizing its human inhabitants with gay abandon. At the center of it all stood the great gnarled oak tree, overseeing and protecting the town's many frightful inhabitants. Unfortunately, the spectre of gentrification comes for us all, and Spookington Falls was no different. Haunted houses and ancient crypts have made their way for cafes and boutiques, and the great gnarled oak tree has been cut down and turned to ash. Hope is not lost, though. The Wicked Witch of the West Side believes that if the listener and their crew can regain the tree's ashes, they might be able to weave a spell that can save the town. Oh, I like that. It's got like a real Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, definitely. Also, I've been playing Zelda and there's like the great mm. Deku tree. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Like sort of protects all the people in the forest. So it was sort of like that. Like what if there was sort of like a kind of spooky, scary version of that tree protecting a town full of like, spooky, you know, kind scary. of spooky scary people werewolves and vampires and such right so you've kind of taken it as the the ashes themselves are powerful because the tree was powerful the tree protects the town makes it spooky mm. keeps all the spooky things in that place happy spooky town gets gentrified all the spookiness gets taken away tree gets cut down yeah, I, I, I like it. You get to play with a lot of the, like the, the tropiest of spooky tropes because it's yeah. like spookiness, which is a very mm. specific kind of like like campy kind of scariness, which I like yeah. a lot. Like playing with spooky, scary skeletons um, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Mitch, what about yeah. yourself? What did you have for the meat and potatoes? Uh, what do I have indeed? Well, <clears throat> let me roll into it. Gnarled Ooh. Ashes. The year is 1882, and test cricket, a terrible sport, is about to go international. The Australian <laughs> team has made their way to Kennington for a friendly bout against their British rivals, but other, deeper laid plans are in motion. For the crimes of harvesting their young and fashioning them into bats and wickets and the foundations of change rooms, the trees have risen up. Old, odious oaks, willows who may or may not, given the opportunity, womp. And of course, leading the charge, the gnarled ash trees, desperate to right a wrong so terrible it has echoed through time. 
The listener and their crew are the cream of the cricketing crop, fighting back against these enemy Ents with bat, ball and a good spot of tea and bickies after the whistle. Alternatively, the listener and their crew are trees, eager to give these haughty toysy sports folk a good smacking. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I struggle to think of a scene that is not just Ents killing people on a cricket field, yeah. but... I also think it's a very, very creative approach to the prompt. I think it's like, I really love the, like, you've not only taken the ashes element of it, the like ceremonial game for the ashes of that first wicket, Mm. you know, but like, like uh, to, to take that and think about, well, what would the trees think about us playing for their ashes? It's very funny to me. I don't imagine, I can't imagine the cricket people doing well. <laughs> well, so on that on that point, so yeah. so one of the like one of the members of the Australian touring party during what was the first quote unquote ashes test, his name was Fred the mm. Demon Spofforth. So maybe he's like sort of like a central antagonist <laughs> or something, you know, because his name is Fred the Ooh. Demon Spofforth. 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 All right. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. So. Fred's the demon. (laughs) So, how would you. I want to chase this vein for a second. I want to chase this Spofforth vein. Did you pull Frederick the demon Spofforth off the top of your head? Yes. Fuck me. We need to abandon <laughs> this topic then. Because I that is Wikipedia shit. I'm not I can't I can't contribute any if he knows <laughs> the name of yeah, one of the know. original tests. I don't know the name of a current test cricket player. But I mean it's Fred the Demon. Like you that's remember a name Fred that the Demon Spa. Will live in infamy. You, you don't like you might read that and be like, "I don't think he played in the first test, but like a very famous sort of early cricket player for England's name was W. G. Grace. W. G. Grace. He could be involved somehow. I think this might end up School being name. me and me and my good friend Mitch watching <laughs> Jack as he journeys through his imagination. <laughs> well, you guys had a lot of fun with that in pound poetry, and I missed out. So I was, go- I was going to say, is this revenge on Jack for pound poetry when you said a terrible sport because you weren't here to defend poetry? Poetry can uh, defend itself in way too many words, probably. Um, cricket is defenseless, Lou, so it's good that Jack has come up to yeah. bat for it. Oh, oh. fantastic. Uh, I, as much as I like the cricket game against the Ents... It is well, a maybe- funny singular idea. I struggle to flesh it out further than that. <laughs> I am willing to accept any cricket theming or ent theming that you can introduce to the the village of spook. What is it? Spooking Falls. Spooking Falls. Falls. Maybe Spooking there's a demon Falls. there, and his name is Fred the Demon. Can we just Spoffers? have that? There's a demon there called Fred <laughs> I mean- the Demon Spoffers. <laughs> Maybe the gnarled ash is an ent, and it like people yeah. think it was chopped down, but it actually just ran away, and you have to go find it. It's like a, it's a little bit quirky. of a running away yeah. from responsibility kind of angle. Yeah, ran ran away to go watch the cricket. To go watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how much of your original plotline we're going to be able to get into here, man. Yeah. You've got to really got to pick cricket or triads. Hey, man, it's uh, you know, uh, we present the ideas. You you blend them. That's but, true. Uh, That's I, true. I, I Look, think, I'm here you know, with my mixing bowl and I'm mixing uh, away. Um, I don't mind the idea of the tree being an ant, but I do want it to still have been burnt, right? So yeah. it would have been an ant, like it would have been a mm. spooky, yep. creepy ant. Which is very close to the Deku tree, right? It just yeah. it didn't move. It was a non-moving ant, which is essentially a Deku tree with arms. Exactly what the Deku yeah. tree is. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that being like the legend of the like world is in reverence of this lost ant. It's their entire like their that was their guardian and their their mm. keeper and the thing that put the spookiness into the world, right? Mm. Uh Maybe the quest is to awaken a new tree using the ashes of the old yeah, tree. Yeah, maybe you've got to, like, mm. um, plant a tree in the ashes. And yeah. And that's going to grow a new tree. Like tree. The, the spirit of the tree or whatever. Yeah, or a magic, spooky bullshit, you know. Yeah. The, yeah, the haunted ghostly soul of the, of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like that. All right, well, um, let's go forward with the quest to um, save the gnarled ash tree mm-hmm. uh, from the gnarled ashes uh, yeah. and save Spookington Falls and get the spooky back in there. Get the yeah. spooky back in Keep the team. The Everyone back. wants it to be, you know, yeah. beige sweatshirts and beige ties and beige shoes on beige carpet in a beige yeah. house. But I, you should get the spooky back. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at a little pumpkin orange in there. Pumpkins. Yeah. Skeleton. Justin Timberlake can sing a song about it. Justin Timberlake would not have been the third most spooky thing that I would have thought of, but yes. No, no, but he could sing Bring, you know, I'm bringing Spooky back. He could, which isn't the song, but we could make a parody. So, you see, when we're talking about the things that we would think about in reference to spookiness... Right and watering yeah. them and ranking them, and you go Justin. Justin Timberlake could do a cover. Justin Timberlake doing a cover that I invented in my own brain right now. It's a it's a satirical version <laughs> that, of his own song. See, it's a parody. You see, it's there. Why that's confusing <laughs> to the broader populace? That's okay, Jack. Jack. It, okay, pumpkins, ske- skeletons. <laughs> Justin Timberlake with that thing and Spooky back. Let's move on. Justin Timberlake doing a, uh, doing a cover of a song that I invented just right now. And the lyrics go like this. I'm bringing Spooky back. It's, yeah. It's really spooky. I'm feeling it. It's okay. There are other spooky things and we need to spend some time focusing on them. Bats. Huh? Bats. Are we, are we doing like the universal monsters? Are we doing like vampires? Yeah, that's sort of what I was feeling, right? Is like, it's almost sort of like cereal box monsters, right? It's like we do love our cereal box monsters, mummies and werewolves and um, yeah, classic. The classic, right down the right down down the middle. Yeah, bats would have lived in the tree, so I feel like there's a you know an extra impetus there. Maybe all the uh, synergistic protagonists are bats. Maybe you're a bat. I feel like that's only going to complicate things. <laughs> um, okay, so we're doing like general monsters. 
you know, kind of yeah. monsters you might dress up for for Halloween. They are like right on the borderline of entirely losing their monstrous identity. Right? Yes. Mm. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I've- yeah, and maybe they're like living in a share house that used to be like a haunted house, like a spooky haunted haunted place, and like, like- a like a commercial haunted house. Or maybe sure. it's well, maybe it is now. Maybe it that's is now. Their job. Yeah, like that's the only place that's left for them to sort of be themselves. Maybe. I kind of like the idea that the outside of the house looks like a normal house and then inside it's still spooky or whatever. Like their whole mm. lives are dictated by having to conform like, everything, oh, yeah. you know? And then finally you have the uh, call to action where a new agent, perhaps they've traveled from the past of Spookington Falls or something similar. Where they, they know what it used to be like and they're motivated to get it back the way it used to be. And they know the secret, right? And the Wicked Witch of the West Side shows up and is like, look, we've got one last hope. I found the tree. The tree used to make it spooky. Yeah, maybe it's... uh, This is the thing that I didn't flesh out very much at all. And it was like this idea of... How does the tree... Relevant and functional. Create that... That spookiness. Um, it's kind of Zelda-ish, like you said, yeah, right? Like it's, it's sort of like, like a protective magic. element. You remove that, like spiritualness. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there there is like magic attributed to it in that it wards people away in some yeah. way, or or, or keeps. I kind of like as well the idea out. that it's it's so big that it like does actually darken the whole city. Sure. In yeah, in cool. like a way that like it's a big you know, tree. Just, Gives gives it that sort of ambiance of a spooky place. Like even in daylight, it's like dark and and sort of mysterious because of the shadows of this mm. massive that's tree. Like, like a, it's just that's like a herd tree, big tree. I don't know how the mayor, Fred the Demon Spoverth, is gonna <laughs> cut that thing down with these axes. Well, he he didn't cut it down. He burnt it. He just straight up burned that thing. It feels like yeah. that would. I mean, the ashes, right? I mean, like, I think we can split the difference on our, our side scale here. If we're talking Erd yeah. Tree from Elden Ring, probably a bit too big. Mm. Um, equally, like, I can see what Mitch is saying. If you were in, like, a, a grove and you had one big oak tree, they like yeah. being under the shade of the oak tree. We want to, like, we, we have to think of, like, a general uh, arc propulsion here. We need to think Definitely. of, like, the, the general story. We mm. know that the general through thread is getting the ashes to plant a new tree in, right? Yeah, yeah. but we need uh, an instigating action. Instigation. Right? We also need to know where are these bloody ashes at, hey? Like, what's going to stop us from getting the ashes and where do we need to go? What do you do with ashes? Normally, not much, man. Sort of just throw them away, do you? Well, yeah. if, if you even do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what I'd recommend is we take the one character that we have, Fred the Demon Spotherth, right? Yeah. A uh, person that played in the first Ashes, and we say that the first Ashes are the Ashes from Spookington Falls, and that he swapped them out to protect them. So he's had them there the whole time, and so he is boring. Right, he's called the demon, but he's like a boring demon. <laughs> he plays cricket, so he's he's pretty boring. Yeah, and sure. his, his skill 
was cricket that's not <laughs> yeah, being yeah, that's particularly he, demonic he was demonic on the pitch on the pitch demonic yeah, on the pitch so, for sure incredibly yeah. boring off of that weaves us back into having some of uh mitch's fun stuff in there for sure and yeah. it gives us like an institution to mount an assault against where mm -hmm. you do have now the spookington fall residents assaulting the english toff house to get the <laughs> The ashes. To get the ashes. To get the world famous <laughs> ashes. Yeah. This is fantastic. Okay. Just so I get this right, <laughs> what Fred the Demon Spoffer has done is chopped down a tree, burned the tree, replaced the ashes of the bale. The a only part of thing, a cricket no, no, bear with wicket. me because I know where you're going with this. The bale, <laughs> the wickety bit of the wickety splicket is very small. It's and very a tree, small, yeah. Connor, it's very, it's very big. big okay? And also why was the, the other question that I had. <laughs> okay. I would say the only part of the ashes that remains are the ashes that he's held on to. And yes, the only okay. reason a new tree can't be grown is because those ashes haven't been scattered. They haven't been allowed to move sure. on. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I love cool. So he's yeah. trapped them. He's trapped, trapped them the heart of the tree in this sporting trophy that if he loses the next cricketing contest, he is obliged to give away. No, he doesn't <laughs> give a shit because no. then Australia <laughs> is going to protect it. Yeah. The nation will have pride yeah. in protecting oh, then, it. Then England will have will protect them. No personal artifact them. that I own has as much protection on it as the ashes do. So <laughs> I think pretty good plan. Yeah, it's a fine plan, sure. All right, okay, friend. So but it's going to backfire for him. We're going to make sure of that. Make sure of that. <laughs> and now Fred is the mayor of a recently gentrified... Spookington Falls. He's immortal, but he keeps pretending that he's a different cricketer. <laughs> Maybe right? he is. A, he is a demon, and he's like <laughs> all he's the other demons demon. make fun of him for being boring. So he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna like, good. I'm gonna win with boring, right? I'm gonna win yeah. with boring." He he certainly hasn't hasn't been um like uh, sent back to hell or anything. You know, uh, yeah. what's the it the power of Christ compels thee. You know, he hasn't been he's, exercised. He's exercised. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yes, he's playing it very close to the chest. No one really knows he's actually a demon, yeah. except for on the cricket pitch. Exactly <laughs> on the cricket pitch. <laughs> yeah, he, he he he's pretty happy with that one. That people call yeah. him the demon. I would imagine yeah. that this this many generations down, he'd have to be probably sporting a different moniker. No. Hmm. Because Jack knows off the top of his fucking head who <laughs> Mr. Spofforth is. is. So well, now I he's Fred the Demon Spofforth Jr. Junior, Junior, Junior. The 10th. Yeah, the they, yeah, yeah. they stop saying Junior after the first one usually, but... <laughs> no, this, hey, he was very, very specific on the birth certificate. <laughs> this, this is Junior, 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 Junior. Man, imagine um, just like you, you muck off for three years and you come back and you're like, I'm... Connor too. <laughs> it's very believable. I think I'd nail I it. I got something for us to use as a trophy for this cricket. <laughs> I think we need to protect this dank trophy. Yeah, look, I really love okay. this idea. Let's play with it. Um, yeah. Now that we have essentially the the general vibe, we have Spookington Falls filled with these colourful characters, and we're headed to reclaim the ashes. I would like to know. 
like what you guys are thinking about in terms of the the most exciting point to flesh well, think, out for the plate up. Well, let's scene, figure right? out how it, what the end looks like, right? Like, uh, what's also, I guess, maybe a little bit of the path there, right? Like, we've done a lot of the start, but not a lot of the middle and end. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the? Do they have to travel somewhere? Do they yeah, have to okay. like so overcome? That, what's an obstacle they have to overcome? This is kind of my my thinking so far. Sure. You've got them. Our, our starting situation is visited by the Wicked Witch of the West Side. Yep. Um, they're in mundane lives. Um, they have to travel through the public, which is already something that they find a little bit challenging, right? Yeah. By by train sure. or by cab or something, or yeah, they fly, right? They fly there. They fly to England. Oh shit! For cricket. <laughs> For <laughs> cricket, cricket happened. They fly fly from Spookington Falls, which is in like Upper State New York. Yeah, okay. to London. <laughs> cool. It's a good, like, it's a real fish out of water. It's like a national lampoon's like European <laughs> yeah. holiday kind of tour, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. They're, they're, them they're on a plane trying to like stay undercover, so <laughs> trying to get through like under pressure, like sitting next to people, like, and they're like, you know, wearing all the mummy rags yeah. under their clothes that are, yeah, for sure. Trying not to turn into a werewolf. You know? uh, the mummy goes to the bathroom and flushes and catches one of the bandages, and it starts like. <laughs> 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 flipping in okay um i really like the fact like sticking with the idea that they're in from like muncie indiana and they're flying over that's our first obstacle they fly mm -hmm. over to london have to then yep. navigate london it's the lord's cricket ground where they uh, uh apparently will be s storing the ashes so maybe it's like they get to lords right where yeah. the ashes are being played and then they realize that like all the cricket player, like Fred the Demon Spofforth has is still around because he's still a demon and still boring. All like the people who play cricket are also demons, and they've then got to like fight all this like. That is a masterful solution. So, you, okay, is this during the Ashes? Yes, I think they yes, like it get is. on the field. Holy shit! And there's like people in the crowd and stuff. That's and incredible. Then, yeah, it's so, to okay. get the. It's during the trophy presentation or whatever at so the end the, of the game. The, England's like we did it. We retained the ashes. Yeah, right. And they're about to take the ashes, and then our crew like rushes the field like streakers like yeah. monstrous streakers <laughs> flinging their clothes to reveal not bare breasts and bare ballage but instead like werewolf fur and vampire bat wings and bat sure. leathery wings gargoyle-esque skin right um, i'm still a little confused by all the cricket players being demons i love it i think it's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah okay they're, they're demons of so it's it's bored. sort of like the um, the energy vampire thing from yes, what we, from do, what in the we shadows. do in the shadows. Totally. Yes. yes, yes. All right, cool. Yes. yes, I get. I'm on board with that. Cool. Okay. So they've been profiting high in the money for a long time, and they've held on to those ashes because question mark? Why would Fred not want? Is he I think like we go back to, to what it, what it was at the start. There's yep. all these like really interesting spooky things. Fred yep. is like. Boring. I'm a boring, spooky thing. I want to destroy the yeah. center of that, which is Spookington Falls. I've, I'm, I feel <laughs> Fred's power. Right. I, I think we we talk about scene. My vote is definitely 
the storming of the cricket pitch award ceremony with the crowd and everything, I think. But I also like the plane. I like the plane. I think it has a lot of what we want to to establish. Um, mm. I think that we can create some interesting travel circumstances around that and kind of paint the before and after and, and, and give people the opportunity to think about where the things might go. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't mind the plane. I, I also, I, I mean, I think you're right. The um, tension on the plane, like there's a lot of, there's a lot that you can do there. It's a funny idea. Let's have some fun. Let's be funny. Last time we were pretty serious, so let's be funny. Yeah, let's be <laughs> funny. We can do right. that. Oh, we're funny. We're way funny to the funny zone. <laughs> Good shit. You wince, tensing as the metal detector beeps angrily. See Frankie pulled aside by a security guard. They run a scanner over Frankie's body, which beeps at their neck, shoulders, and arms. Frankie shares a nervous look with you and the rest of your co-conspirators as the security guard guides them away from the rest of the queue. So, uh... Frankie, uh... Stein... Is that Stein? Does it say Stein? The security guard scans the passport in their hands. You, uh... <clears throat> you, uh, carrying, uh... Any weapons there, Frankie? No. No. Frankie shakes their head. It's medical. Huh. <sighs> medical. Broke, broke my jaw. Got plates put in. And bolts. Sure, and uh, the arms? Broke them, too. Got plates put in. Right. And bolts. What's the uh, purpose of your trip to London there? I'm going to the, the cricket. The, the ashes. Need to go to the ashes. Frankie is sweating. The security guard's eyes glaze with a telltale blankness. <laughs> Got a buddy who's into that. Boys made it tears. The energy seems to abandon them. Their focus, their concern, seems to leak out of them at the thought of the game. It should be an exciting one this year. Am I allowed to go? The security guard blinks. Then nods. Yeah, uh, course you ought to have a word with your doc, though. My cousin got one of those bolts put in when he had his shoulder done, but they at least made sure to put it inside of his body. I uh, don't have great insurance. Frankie says with a nervous chuckle, and the security guard nods pityingly. You see Frankie emerge, finally, and they give you a reassuring nod. You look around at your crew of incognito spooks. The werewolf of Wall Street in their high-collared suit and sunglasses. Three goblins in their trench coat. Vlad being classic Vlad. And all the rest. Resolute nods abound. If Frankie had been caught, you would have continued without them. 
But thankfully, for the moment, your disguises hold. Nervous excitement builds as you board, find your respective seats, and try not to let your apprehension show. You've never flown before? And it's actually really scary. Everywhere. Real eyes. With all the eye juice and everything. Kelly the Skelly had always done whatever possible to avoid eyes. Heck, Kelly didn't even have a pair. Kelly was a skelly. A mess of noisy, dry bones. Bones that loved to rattle and clatter. But today, rattling and clattering would need to wait. On the other side of this flight awaited the strange world of England. The land where Fred the demon Spofford had fled after torching the sacred spooky oak all those many years ago. Kelly missed the spooky times. The japes, the ghoulish fun and games... These times were so boring. No skeletons allowed on planes, really. Where's the sense of fun? Instead, Kelly had to play pretend, boarding as a duct-taped homunculus of pillows and towels, gloves and scarves, dark shades, despite the dark cabin. Vlad said that it'd be easy. It's just sitting. Humans love to sit. They are not so about it. Just sit. What's hard about that? Kelly's bones ached, and that was a big deal, being all bones. Shuffling past the three goblins in a trench coat, Kelly enters the aisle and takes a moment to stretch. It's great for your joints. Suddenly, a hurried figure bumps rudely past Kelly, momentarily dislodging a bony arm. While this would have once, in the glorious heyday of Spookington Falls, been both hilarious and terrifying, spookiness is not allowed. So Kelly is able to shift with the impact and has reconnected the arm before anyone knows anything's amiss. The stranger, though, Kelly turns and sees a hurried cricketer moving to the front of the plane. They dart their eyes back at you. Crimson red eyes. The cricketer enters the cockpit, pushing aside an attendant and closing the cockpit door behind them. Sir, you can't go in there. The attendant reopens the cockpit door and screams. Ah! They're gone! Gone! The captain... The co-pilot, gone! If Kelly had a gut, it would sink right about now. Does anybody know how to fly? It's been a long, long day. It's been a long, long day. 
It's been a long day for you, Garbol the Gargoyle. You're almost an hour late to the airport after accidentally walking into a stray sunbeam and turning back into stone. Then you got stuck behind Frankie at the security check. And finally, to top everything off, the kid behind you will not stop kicking your seat. Finally, though, it's time to try and relax. After popping an entire bottle of Ambien, you do weigh a trim four tons after all. You settle back into your seat and try to get some much-needed shut-eye. Then you hear the scream. Does anybody know how to fly? You flex your bound wings guiltily, casting a glance at your fellow passengers. They look back at you in turn, expressions of terror writ large across their faces. The kid behind you gives your seat a particularly venomous kick, and that's all the impetus you need. At least the pilot's chair will be comfortable. You raise your hand, and the humans around you begin to cheer. It's an odd sensation, being celebrated by these people you're made to terrify, and you feel a distinct sense of discomfort as you're led to the cockpit. That feeling is nothing, though, as the attendant sits you in the pilot seat, pats you on the back, and mumbles something about leaving you to it. You know how to fly, how to sense air currents on your wings, and how to dip and soar and build momentum. True to form, humans have found a way to make something as simple as flying terribly complicated. You're overwhelmed by the array of buttons and knobs strewn before you. You push one tentatively, and nothing happens. You push another, more confident now, and a klaxon horn begins to wail as lights begin to flash up across the board. You decide to ignore the buttons for now, and instead grip the stick in front of you. The nose begins to dip and fall in a way that feels at least a little familiar, and finally, you can relax. You feel the ambient really kick in as you pull into London, and then, there it is below you, Lords, the home of cricket. Well, you say to yourself as you hard bank a 747, two birds with one stone and all that. This is going to be one hell of a test match. <laughs> oh man, Garbolg. I mean, I feel like we got as much as we could have out of the plane element. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty dang really, happy with that. Really pulled it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would that would be uh, a very well, exciting, I think, cricket match to watch. <laughs> a very plane. exciting, probably on TV is probably yeah. on. Get, catch that one yeah. from home, uh, probably or at the bar. You know, that's probably the best yeah, place sure. to see that Just particular match. Forwards. We we were flying high throughout that episode, I feel, and now we've come in for a 10 out of 10 landing, quite a fiery <laughs> one, uh, but one uh, unmatched in style. It has been a pleasure to be here in the Hook Cook Kitchen once again with you, my lovely co-hosts. I'd say that's probably it for this shift. If you have a prompt that you would like to hear turned into something magical like you just heard, uh, something like gnarled ashes, go ahead and send that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to contact us through the socials, you can find us at hook underscore cooks. And, uh... If you're loving uh, what we're doing, uh, please like, subscribe, share it with your friends, your family, um, the strangers you meet on the bus. You know, we appreciate yeah. it. And um, <laughs> we appreciate you hanging with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for coming on down to the kitchen. I'm Connor, your louder critter. I'm just about playing the role of Jack. And I am Mitch, the monster chef. Are we happy, boys? Yes, chef. Yes, chef.
don't know why Brooklyn dude fucked me up so much today. It's just normally the, fine. It's the cold weather. It's the cold weather. It's good. I, sh- I shouldn't have prepped you. Yeah, it's true. I would have just I, done I, that when I. <laughs> yeah. She was like, Connor, it's an American security. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a voice. It's a, it's a, it's a, Connor, do this voice. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah, you, uh, do the voice more than I ever done the voice before. <laughs> oh, forget about it. <laughs>